You are now listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. This is episode number eight. Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. Here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. We're going to be talking about the dangers behind colon cancer. And if you want today's show notes, please go to drpsblog.com slash LLP008. If you forget that the code's actually in the title as well, drpsblog.com forward slash LLP008. So again, we said we're going to be talking about colon cancer. And I'm going to be going over topics including what is colon cancer, who's affected by colon cancer, some some startling facts and figures as far as colon cancer not being an old person's disease anymore, and what we can do to prevent it. So get ready for today's episode. We're going to talk about colon cancer, and in particular, especially, go ahead and read that blog, and in particular, uh, the concern uh, that you know more young people are uh, being diagnosed with colon cancer at uh, unfortunately alarming rates, which is something that definitely um, should not be happening. Um, you know, going looking back, you know, colon cancer used to be what we would consider uh, this old person's disease, but now we got more and more uh, younger patients. And uh, when I say young, you know, take a look at the article, you'll see that um, the age group that's being affected, um, you know, it can barely, you know, get in, you know, a, a uh, credit of, of uh, their car insurance, like they're, they're so young. So definitely, um, you know, something that, you know, we as physicians and, and uh, you know, we as in, you know, patients abroad need to definitely uh, look out for when we talk about uh, colon cancer. Um, appreciate you uh, for sharing the video, you know. Um, so again, let's, t- let's talk about it. Let's just you know, get right into it. Um, Colon cancer, and for those who may not be aware of where the colon is, is you know it's just part of the large intestine. And, and when we talk about colon cancer, we actually talk about colorectal cancer because it pretty much includes um, uh, every part. You know, after food kind of leaves your stomach until it leaves your body. Uh, you know, we won't be too graphic here on the lunch and learn. Um, so you know that that whole you know strip of body tissue um, is is called your um, uh, small and large intestine, but the, in particular the large intestine is what we you know what we're concerned about here uh, when we're referring to colon cancer. And you know just a quick facts you know back in the day colon cancer used to be considered you know this old person's disease. Uh, from a primary care standpoint, colon cancer wasn't something that I even tested for until you got to the age of fifty. Just, just to give you an idea, um, but you know this recent article uh, that you know was published uh, talked about the fastest group of you know people who are being diagnosed with colon cancer uh, is now between the ages of 20 to 29, which is um, scary uh, to say the least. Uh, because not only are they being diagnosed at such an earlier age, um, when they get diagnosed, their disease is uh, definitely at a more uh, you know further progression uh, than others. So it's definitely something that, you know, was very eye-opening for me. And of course, you know, something like that would just happen to uh, drop during Colon Cancer Awareness Month where we were just going to, you know, get ready to kind of educate the masses on, you know, getting, you know, your colonoscopy uh, of, of concern. Uh, 
So let's talk about some signs and symptoms of colon cancer. Um, and, and again, this is something that, um, again, used to be referred to as old person disease. It used to be something that we'd always have to be concerned that, you know, someone, uh, you know, the, the, your mom, your dad, your, your grandparents had to deal with. But now, you know, we definitely have to take a much better look uh, at, um, you know, at everybody. Uh, you know, moving forward, I unfortunately had, you know, a patient of mine's um, who was diagnosed with colon cancer at a very early age. So it was definitely something that, um, you know, definitely strikes home for me. Hey, Dr. Shanika, thank you for joining. Um, definitely strikes home for me uh, when, when we talk about the disorder. So, you know, let's talk about some, you know, some signs and symptoms of, you know, uh, that I need to be worried about. And you're, the most common uh, that you'll hear is, you know, blood in my stool or um, a change in color in the stool. That's usually the most common, uh, you know, complaint that I get in my office, uh, you know, that prompts me to have to send a patient over uh, to our gastroenterologists who are the doctors who do uh, the colonoscopies. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't even have to get that far. You know, there's a lot of patients who never have any blood in their stool, who never have any um, you know, you know, darkened stool, different color stool, who still we need to be concerned about. Um, if you start noticing a change in your bowel habits, maybe you normally used to go to the bathroom every two, three days, and now all of a sudden it's taken five, six days, uh, you know, to go, uh, you know, use the number two, you know, that, that's a concern. That's something we need to, um, you know, be very mindful on. Maybe, you know, it, it, instead of, you know, being constipated, maybe now you're having more of uh, the, the loose stool. Maybe you have more diarrhea-like stools. Again, you know, something that what's, what really isn't concerning is, like, what the stool looks like. It really is that change that's happening. Before, if you were normal and then you have this abnormal change that's seemingly occurring, um, you know, that, that prompts me to say, like, you know what, maybe we need to, you know, you know get you looked at. Um, I have some patients who have actually had a change in the size of their stool. Like they, you know, and a lot of, you'd be surprising, a lot of people look at that stool, right? So that's one thing I want to kind of get out there, you know, uh, right off the bat. Um, everybody should be looking at their stool before they flush, right? Like no one should be using the number two and then flushing without even looking at it because that's just, that's just crazy, right? So let's just get that out there right now. Let's get all the nastiness out the way. Everyone should be looking at their stool before they flush it away. Like, because again, how are you going to notice a change if you never actually look at your stool? And so, so if you don't, if you're not, if you haven't been for some crazy reason, if you haven't been doing it today, I want everyone to start uh, looking at your stool every time uh, you go to the bathroom, um, every time you use the restroom. So we have the change, and so we've talked about number one. We talked about bloody stool. Uh, we've talked about a different color stool. Maybe like it's dark. Maybe it's gray. Um, Two, we talked about a, a change in your bowel habits. Maybe before you were pretty regular on the clock and now you're on the constipated side. But maybe, or maybe before you were regular and on the clock and now you're having more looser stools. Um, abdominal pain, that's another uh, concern uh, for ours. And I, I can tell you, unfortunately, colon cancer that is not a very common uh, presentation, like a lot of, which is, which is unfortunate because a lot of times you don't have any pain or discomfort when you have the colon cancer. Um, you know, it's because colon cancer is a very slow growing disease. It's something that takes years, um, you know, to, uh, you know, progress. It's something that you even need to be concerned about. So we have, we have these, you know, these list of symptoms here that, you know, that kind of present in ways that we should always be, um, 
uh, concerned about. Um, we talked about, uh, you know, gassy, gassiness as well. You know, if you, if you, again, again, usually a lot of this is like a change. Like before, now you're like extremely gassy. Now you're, um, you know, extremely foods that you used to be able to tolerate, you don't tolerate anymore. Um, these are some things that, again, um, prompt us, you know, the primary care physician to, you know, you know, move that patient along to, um, you know, the next person, either, which is usually your, your gastroenterologist, who's our stomach doctors, um, to, you know, take action to possibly get uh, that colonoscopy. So, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's kind of fast forward. Let's say, you know what, you have all of these symptoms. You, you came to, you know, a doctor like me, and I was smart enough to send you um, to get this colonoscopy. What, what next? Um, when you hear about the colonoscopy, the, the biggest concern, most patients who've had a colonoscopy, is that prep work, right? Like, a lot of people don't like to take, uh, because it's like this Gatorade-type solution. And the reason why they don't like doing it, which is crazy, because that's the number one reason why people don't do the colonoscopy. Not for the colonoscopy aspect of it, because they do not want to deal with the prep work to get the colonoscopy, which, again, is crazy, because I'm going to give you some numbers, um, you know, that's unfortunately startling um, uh, in our case here. But, you know, a lot of people don't like to do the prep work. It's usually some, you know, a solution that you got to take to kind of help clean out your system. And why you want to do that? Because if you think about what a colonoscopy is, um, they're pretty much taking like a, like a tube and, you know, looking up your rectum. And then, you know, like it's a camera. So they're looking up to see if there's anything that they notice. And when they say anything, um, masses, um, polyps, which almost you could consider like little pimples um, that kind of form inside your colon. And the reason why those are important is because those little pimples um, are what will eventually become, if you do nothing about it, uh, cancerous. Like if, if you do nothing to those pimples, they will become cancerous. There is no pimple that's going to grow there and then not cause any problems, which is why um, anytime a person has the colonoscopy, if they find what they call a polyp, and they already they always take it out because there's really no there's absolutely no reason why they should be leaving them in there um, for for that cause because we know the chance of them becoming cancerous later on um, you know is, is you know through the roof so you know just just so you so kind of backtrack you have these patients who you know don't want to go through the prep work of getting the colonoscopy done so because they don't want to go through the prep work of getting the colonoscopy and they just kind of shoo it all together. And, you know, and, that, and that's bad, right? Because the colonoscopy from, you know, when you talk to people, it's usually painless. You're usually under anesthesia. You don't rem Usually most of the, medic the anesthesia that they give you, you don't even remember uh, that you even had a colonoscopy, right? Uh, they give you this type of anesthesia that you, you probably, the past 30 minutes that happened, you have no clue what actually happened. So it's, a, it's, usually, it's an extremely painless procedure. Uh, but again, uh, you have such, such, uh, you know, animosity and such opposition to even get the procedure, um, we can't even get people um, that far ahead. So, I, I, you know, that's, you know, I always, you know, I like to, you know, I like to do my numbers because, you know, a lot of times, a lot of us like to, you know, think about numbers from, from an aspect. Here, let's, let's look at, let's think about colon care, colorectal cancer, right? Second leading cause of cancer death in men and women. Um, third most commonly diagnosed cancer. Uh, but, but this is the case here, right? Um, and, you know, in 2017, you know, they already estimate about 135,000 people will die from colon cancer, which is bad, right? Uh, but this, this is the kicker. 60% of them, right, could have been prevented. 60%, uh, which is disheartening. If, if you had to choose, right, and, you know, of course, no one wants to choose cancer. Cancer is terrible for everybody. But if you had to choose um, to have a cancer, you want colon cancer. Why? Because colon cancer is one of the most 
the, the slow, one of the slowest growing cancers um, uh, that we know of. So that you can have a colonoscopy today, get a clean bill today, and we don't have to check you for another five to ten years. Like, think about that. Like, we can screen you and do something today, and for five to ten years, we don't have to mess with you. Um, which means you only have to go to that prep, you know, once every five to ten years. You only have to, you know, drink that fluid and, you know, clean out your system once every five to t uh, ten years. And, and you know what's funny now? Because you have people who do, like, these, like, colonic cleanses, right? Because they want to, you know, remove the toxins out, right? And those same type of people won't get a colonoscopy. Like, think about it. The same procedure that you do to get a, a cleanse to, you know, remove toxins. We, we can talk about um, the whole colonic cleanse, uh, you know. We can talk about that. Um, the same people who will do that won't get a, a colonoscopy. Like, it's, again, it blows my mind, um, you, know, you know, some of the stuff we do. But, again, I think a lot of it is just, you know, from an education aspect. Like, again, if I told you, you know, the same procedure to get your your colon cleanse is the same procedure that you'll do to get your colonoscopy. Um, I think less and less people would want, would have an opposition to get in the colonoscopy. But, you know, here we are. We're, we're in, we're in a setting where, you know, we got the best technology, um, in the world. And yet 60% of our patients, um, are going to die from a cancer that we could have prevented if we could have just did a colonoscopy. So that's, that's, that's definitely concerning, right? Um, and, and one in 20 people are going to be diagnosed in their lifetime. Um, one in three people are not up to date on screenings. One in three. 33% of the people um, who should be getting a colonoscopy uh, are not even up to date. Again, so this, this adds to it. So these are people who are eligible uh, to get the colonoscopy and they're not doing it. And now they have no excuse. Well, let's say now because I'm not sure what... Um, uh, not sure what the Republicans are doing, uh, but now the colonoscopy is covered. Like it's covered in your plan. You pay, you pay no copay. Like I think it may, no, no, you pay no copay. So the colonoscopy is essentially free, but we still can't pe get people to do that. We still have one in three people um, who don't get screened. We still have sixty percent of people who die from a, a cancer that we could have easily prevented. Um, again, which, which when, when you hear those numbers, those numbers are startling. So when, when we talk about, you know, the, the article, uh, the, uh, the blog post I did yesterday, when we talk about that article and it says now, um, the, the, the fastest age group to get diagnosed with colorectal cancer, colon cancer or rectal cancer, is between the ages of 20 to 29. Like, think about that, right? You're not even 30 yet. 30 and 20 to 29, you're having an increased risk of getting colon cancer. And what tends to happen? You know, you know, what I like to call you, call you guys. Those are my like my superhuman, uh, you know, patients because those are the ones who don't think they need to see a doctor for anything. So not only are they not, not only are we diagnosing them more frequently with colon rectal cancer, um, when we get them, you know, their disease is much worse because again, they didn't, you know, they had those same symptoms we talked about earlier. And, you know, they, they ignored it. They didn't go see the doctor. They didn't go see the doctor until it was too late. Right. So, so that's, kind of, that's kind of where we're at now from um, a setting with colon cancer. And the article talked about, you know, several different, you know, causes of uh, colon cancer and why they think, you know, the young, the young population is definitely being more affected. Um, we t they talked about cigarette smoking. You know, you know my thoughts on cigarette smoking. Um, they talked about alcohol use. They talked about um, diet. Um, we do know there's some association with obesity uh, in relation to, um, you know, cancer in general, but in particular colon cancer. 
um, alcohol, again, in relation to uh, colon cancer. So a lot of these different risk factors uh, that are out there um, that we haven't seen to be able to, you know, pin down, um, unfortunately, in our uh, younger population. So, again, and just to kind of recap, because, again, it's, um, it's definitely something that, you know, you'll, you'll be seeing me, um, you know, do some, do a few blog posts uh, this uh, month on uh, different colon cancers and, and how it affects different populations. Um, you know, this is, this is definitely something that we should be preventing. As a primary care physician, uh, this is something that we should be preventing. We, you know, we, we, we need to educate our patients um, as much as possible. We need to, you know, break down any, you know, ridiculous, um, uh, you know, superstitions regarding uh, the colonoscopy. Uh, because, again, like I said, this, this is not something um, you should be getting, uh, you, you, we should be allowing to go. Again, one, one-third, 60%. 60% of deaths could be prevented uh, from colon cancer if we just if they just got the colonoscopy. We're not we're not even doing that. Um, and I think oh, another point that the article pointed out that these younger patients, because um, you know I talked earlier like when should you get the colonoscopy, and it's usually at the age of 50. Um, but if you have a relative, uh, f uh, uncle, you know, uh, mom, dad, some you know older relative who got it, um, you know, around the age of 50 or even sooner. You know, that timetable, like, gets pushed back 10 years before. So if, let's say my, let's say my uncle gets um, colon cancer, or let's say my uncle gets colon cancer at the age of 45. Uh, all of his kids got to start getting colonoscopies at 35, just to give you an idea of, uh, you know, like, what happens, you know, if you get a family member who has colon cancer. And um, just judging by the number, second leading cause of, um, the second leading cause of cancer uh, death, uh, among men and women, a lot of people's families uh, know someone who has colon cancer. So this is definitely not um, something that we can, you know, ignore, uh, you know, moving forward. So just to kind of recap, we talked about our symptoms for col uh, uh, colon cancer. We talked about the change in stool. We talked about the change in the size of the stool. We talked about the change in frequency. And we talked about either going, you know, more, be more constipated, more diarrhea. We talked about bleeding because bleeding is a very uh, common cause. We did talk about pain, but with the, the caveat that a lot of patients will not have pain um, when they're having uh, colon cancer. Pain, it, pain is not usually a primary symptom uh, that we have to deal with. Um, and then moving forward, we talked about who gets tested. Um, usually starts at the age of 50, unless you had a family member uh, who had it, you know, between 50 and 60, or even earlier. Then that timetable gets pushed back for everybody after him by 10 years, or pushed pushed up, I should say. Um, so you know, if, again, if I, uncle had it at uh, 50, everybody starts at 40. Like that's that's the way it goes. And I think um, the article talked about that would being a reason why a lot of our patients. Um, are being diagnosed with colon cancer, especially my younger patients, uh, because you know we're we're missing the boat on their family members. We're not we're not diagnosing the family members well, or even if we're not diagnosing them, we're not taking a good enough history. So then, when we should be getting these kids earlier, we're not doing it. And then, of course, um, we see where the, the problems arise um, from that standpoint. And again, the treatment is simple. You know, get your colonoscopy. Uh, get your colonoscopy, you know, you, you know, deal with the two to three days of having to, you know, cleanse your colon. Because, uh, again, you want you, first of all, let me tell you something. you you rather have a clean colon so they can do that colonoscopy one time than to have that uh, gastroenterologist tell you, well, you know what, you didn't really do a, a good prep. And this happens a lot, unfortunately, because, you know, people be trying to cheat. 
people are trying to, uh, you know, I'm not going to drink as much as they say they drink. And then when they do the colonoscopy and they can't see anything uh, and they tell you, you got to come back next month, you know, you'd be looking like boo-boo the fool. So please, 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 um, you know, uh, avoid, uh, you know, that this, uh, you know, this superstition that, you know, uh, having colonoscopy is dangerous. Does it have its risk? Sure. Um, but so does colon cancer, right? So colon cancer has its risk too, right? And there's risk of death. And, you know, if you had to choose, like, I got to spend a couple of days, you know, drinking this, you know, this. And usually the drink looks like this, right? It looks like something like this. It's usually flavorful. You drink it. It cleans out the system. Again, to my people who like to get colon cleansers, this is the same exact thing. Um, you know, cleans out the system and lets the gastroenterologist kind of do their thing. Uh, with with no impediment and being able to see everything because you again you want this is a test you want to do one time uh, and again you do it the one time if they find absolutely nothing they say come back in 10 years if they find like a little polyp or two they say come back in five and you know this is a test is that we know saves lives um, but we know we're not doing a good enough job at it um, so again I'm going to head on out again Maria thank you for joining um, thank you for joining, liking, and sharing. Much appreciated. Uh, I want you guys to go ahead and you know share this uh, on uh, you know your your family members page who you know who who either knows of someone who has colon cancer or has you know colon cancer or diagnosed with colon cancer um, is extremely important. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lunch and Learn with Doctor Barry. If you want to find out more about the episode, please go to www dot lunchlearnpod.com that's www.lunchlearnpod.com for the show notes and any links that may have been mentioned in today's episode if you're interested in joining the lunch learn pod community head over to either the website lunchlearnpod.com or join us on facebook and twitter with the same username lunch learn pod and again you can find uh, all of these links on uh, the website if you have any questions any comments or any requests for uh, topics to you know debut on the show please let that be known and don't forget to use uh, the hashtag lunch learn pod when you're listening to the episode again i want to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode and i'll see you next week